those same kind of, I guess, beads like sports films have, where it's like, you know, team loses, right. team gets a new coach, team uh, loses a little bit, starts to get better. Like Coach Carter. Yeah, yeah something happens, and they win a championship, and then, woo, and that's, you know what I mean? They don't have those same type of... Type or of, like, remember the Titans. Yeah, 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 those same beads you expect. Like, there's an actual, like, turn in the movie where you're like, yo... Hold on, I didn't expect it to happen or whatever. Because you're thinking it's going to follow those same sports beads and stuff like that. So it was surprising, hmm. even even the ending and uh, and his whole role. And I think it was a uh, um, it's, it's in my top three of the year so far. I mean, it has been a short year, but um, what else is in there? Bad Boys and um, Invisible Man so far. So oh, um, so and Anthony did reviews on both of those films. He did, he did, he did. Yeah, he liked Bad Boys as well. Um, and they just went to see finally Harley Quinn, and they told me how they liked that. And with this being mental theater, and they said um, that uh, they both, well, Anthony didn't like it. She liked it. Anthony, like me, felt like it should have been more Birds of Prey because it's called Birds of Prey when it was more just focused on Harley Quinn. I mean, it is in the name of the yeah. That's what, that's what Sandy said, and um, and then um, they thought the villain was kind of like Ewan was kind of like just so so. He was a uh, Joker light, wasn't he? Yeah, that's a, that's what they kind of thought. Um, and um, and 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 overall, uh, that um, they should have they could have highlighted some of the other girls just a little, especially Huntress um, and whatnot. But I imagine that's the most attractive one from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a, and she's a beast in the movie too. Like they can make a whole movie about her by by herself. Like that's her backstory is even dope. And whatnot, like the I never heard of her. Yeah, she's she's in the comics, Huntress. She's part of the Birds of Prey. Spoiler, spoiler alert for Harley Quinn, but like you know, her family got killed by one of the um the uh, the, the the mafia people in Gotham or whatever like that. But she was there, but they thought they killed her too. But one of the bodyguards who worked for the mafia dude actually covered her up with his coat, and and this says, and then he came back and got her, took her overseas to Italy. Um, and saved her life because he was her driver the whole time too, whatever. Um, when she was a kid, saved her life. And over the years, she trained and trained and trained and trained. Finally, she came back over to Gotham to get back at people who killed her family. So her whole story could be a movie by itself. Falcones and Maronis look out. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, so that could be the um, the dope part, you know, part of it and whatnot. But, um, but that's that's their take. Um, and just out of curiosity, as a professional. Mo- Excuse me, moviegoer, are you worried at all about the coronavirus? Um, yeah, I want to talk about the coronavirus on the other show, but um, right now, as it speaks, I'm not too crazy about it. I mean, well, are you mean as far as like me getting it by going to the movies, or you mean as far as like the movies I go see getting pushed back and things like that? Well, both actually. Cause, okay. Because on it's uh, I guess on our uh, agenda, let's say. Yeah, because Double Seven got pushed back. Yeah, okay, so get into that. I'm worried from a movie going uh, as a movie goer as far as the pushbacks because um, you know I feel like and it's more about the revenue, about the money, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not more about the U.S. as far as the other countries who, especially China, and who who, who has it more than us apparently. Um, and as far as that. Um, the movies, uh, studios, um, so worried about the revenue and keep pushing them back, or not putting them out at all at a certain point because like weird because if you push it back, if you push the Corona, uh, 007 back to November because there's a hundred thousand carriers, what happens on the November one is five hundred thousand. 
Do you never put it out then at that point? You upload it to Netflix. Like, what are you doing? Right. That, that, that's what I'm saying. So what's the end game here? Are you hoping it's over by then? Because I don't see it being over by November. And I don't see, you know, you know me personally and whatnot. So That's fair. Yeah. So I think you just might as well put it out and hope for the best as far as your your revenue. Because you never know what's going to happen and whatnot. Unless they know something that we don't. And they Unless know they do. Unless they do. Because the push out to November is a unique time frame to put it out to unless they know something that, that, that we don't um, as far as that's concerned. Um, from a going, from a getting experience, no, because I mean, I can, why can't I get it? I mean, the movie theater, I go to Regal, right? Regal only hold, you've been there, maybe 400, not even 400, probably like three to 400 seats per theater or something like that or whatever. It's not a very big like, like AMC type of theater and stuff like that. So I'm not saying it because I'm saying it because what's the difference me going there than going to Walmart the other day? There was at least seven hundred people in Walmart at the time, I would say. Yeah, or, that's true. Yeah, or, or or going to the mall, you know what I mean, or going to my job, which is a huge office and whatnot. Like, I, I wouldn't knock the movies from that or whatever. However, let's say next week I'm a little scared to go to Newark to go. Oh, let me get some of that too. Um, I'm a little scared to go to Newark to um, the Wild Out show. Mm-hmm. That's something different. Right. I'm supposed to go to. Okay. Uh, because the one I'm going to go to North Jersey, I would have to probably catch a train to get there and stuff like that. I mean, I was on the train today and yesterday going to and from New York City. Yeah. And then it's going to be that large crowd. But how about you? You just went to Sweden. You just went to New York City. You seem to be. Uh... Well, Sweden, I guess Scandinavia in general is different because those countries are incredibly clean, like impeccably. Well, I don't mean the place you went. I mean, you caught the planes or something. You went to the airport and things like that. So you seem to be not afraid at all or not. Well, I do believe it's a bit of propaganda. Okay. Uh, as being a poli-sci major and someone who loves marketing and advertising, it's just, it's a, you can see how the media is focusing on the, the deaths and the uh, outbreaks from positive testings and not focusing on the cures. Like we only heard of one cure and there's some 100 year old guy. Right. Which, and usually when there's a cure for these outbreaks like H1N1 and all those other ones that for whatever reason occurred during election time. And, but once you usually have more uh, cure breakthroughs, then the uh, momentum subsides. But even the numbers now didn't reach those type of numbers either. Right. And they're not even close to the numbers of the actual flu that human beings have been dealing with since the beginning of time. Or pneumonia that people die from all the time, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just, uh, I guess it's just one of those things. It's really the fear. And as you anecdotally said, Walmart is out of order. Yeah. Thankfully, Amazon is not for now. (laughs) Walmart's out of order right now. I mean, I don't know if they're restocking on Monday or Tuesday, but, and again, I did go on on a Saturday afternoon. However, Mm -hmm. they normally don't run out. So you can tell even though, even if it's not a large uptick, there's an uptick in the purchase of it because of the situation. Um, Absolutely, and, and and whatnot. Not to mention, you can't find you can't find um, Purell Purell anywhere. Um, even things like um, you know, like soft wipes or things like that. They're very very so. You know, they're getting a lot of money economically by us purchasing all these different things. Absolutely, and. We heard, you know, that the virus had a, a, let's say, effect on the market. Yeah. But the U.S. had a, a nice little uptick. And for companies that own Purell, that's 
probably one of the reasons why. Because here's the thing: how do you move right now, right? Because you know, what, what do you? How do you move as an individual in society or regularly? Like, you know, your your bills are not stopping. Your mortgage still due. Your you know your, your stuff. You still got to eat and do all those different things. But you 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 think about this virus. So do you say I'm not planning any vacations anymore until this thing is gone? Do you um, and a lot of people cancel the vacations? Yeah, canceling vacations. Do you um, you know like there's there's people who are supposed to go to um, school abroad or that's their dream to do or go play basketball overseas now and stuff like that. Like is that just over? Like how do you move and whatnot? Because you know if they give you a slot this year on any basketball team, you know let's say if it's next year until you can do it, there's another guy coming right behind you. Who might actually be better than you? And all of a sudden they're like, you know what? You you had the spot, but we're gonna take. You know what I'm saying? So you weren't able to get to the team already and show what you and show your worth. You know how basketball works, and when there's always another guy and whatnot. I mean, that could work also for in the office as well. Right, and in offices, that's what I'm saying. Do you not? You know, there, there's jobs where part of your job is to fly over. I mean, like, but how do you? But do, or do you just say we're gonna shut down as a world? Like, it's so hard to think and move right now. And same thing with these movie studios. I think they should just keep going regular because you know we are we've seen the bond trailers already right we already you know got this thing done now it's pushed back six months that's got to affect revenue by itself overall and do, do we stop putting out all of them you know international is huge and stuff like that we put not put out uh like i said the um fast nine or mm-hmm. or uh, black widow or mulan who's freaking huge in china gonna you know that's that's china would have destroyed mulan right now but do we just stop moving overall so that's that's the thing about it like we still got to get up every day and go to work and 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 act as if so or do we spend our time trying to find water and canned goods and, and stock up on our house afraid that we're going to wind up being quarantined in our house sometime whatever like that it's just so hard but you seem like you're an office you seem like you're gonna you're gonna keep planning your vacations and keep doing what you normally do well again you know, when planning vacations, obviously you have to be smart about it. So obviously if you were going to a place like Italy, that would be a wise decision to cancel that. Yes. And I'm sure those airlines and that country, and let's say their travel ministry, probably have some, uh, uh, you know, some way to re- either refund the money or push it back right. for this special situation. Right. So I guess it depends where you're going and how you're going. Right. And then it's like, you know, do you, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just such a weird, a weird thing. And I just hope that it goes down because even it's like um, the basketball thing, right? With LeBron James and what he said, like, I get it. Like, you're right. It would increase TV revenue. But however, you know how much money the Lakers lose if they don't have games at the at the place or whatever? You know how much money they get in ticket revenue? Merchandise sold in the, in the stands? Food sold, food sold at the stands? Parkings uh, at, at, at the stadium? It's so much money on a yearly basis. And LeBron's right. Like, playing basketball, you played um, and with 12 guys. It's a, it's a, a glorified pickup game. Rather than having that crowd it cheer is. you on. It really is. That's the first thing I thought about. Like, yeah. It's a closed-door scrimmage. Yeah, it's a closed-door scrimmage. Are they going to play as hard as they normally do? Or are they going to... Actually, they'll probably play harder. Huh? They will probably play harder. I don't know. I, I honestly think so. It's, it's, I think it's going to be so weird because are they going to have an announcer for what? What's going to announce? Nobody's over there to announce to. Are they, they going to have a, a actual starting lineups being announced? Uh, the referees? It's gonna be, and, and how would it look, us watching the game, so I, I had a th- an idea about this. 
because you know I had to imagine it. So from what I've seen the NBA doing and increasing over time is their VR presence. So again, in these arenas, you would obviously only have a handful of people able to go. So imagine in all the arenas, all over the all over the country, you have let's say uh, celebrities in the front row at these games, only in the front row, and then you have theater lighting, but completely dark, and so the only light is on the court. So you have the celebrities around the court, so it, it has that uh that uh social relevance. Then you have VR cams all over the place. You can increase the number of cameras you have. So you can have more cameras on celebrities, more cameras on the players. So it'd be a different, it would be a different experience. Cause I know, I know eventually they want to do this anyway. They want to have less people there eventually and have more of a, let's say virtual presence. Kind of like how we see in futuristic movies. Yeah, I don't see it, man. Well, LeBron, he's not playing, so if there's no crowd, he's not playing. And what LeBron does, the league follows. So I don't, I don't think that. Um, I no, but I'm in the league. I mean, the people, other players in the league follow. I mean, again, I I believe him when he say says it, but I also think it is a line because that's what you want your that's what you want your season ticket holders to hear. Right. If you're, you know, if you're going to pay all that money to see him play. Not to mention, you don't want people to stop buying tickets for future games. But why not just postpone the season? Then? It's like they postpone it, but they postpone Bond. Well, I think this is a little bit different because I actually heard that Bond was actually going to do some editing, use his time to edit the film even more. Well, that makes sense, too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do think it was a little bit more. I mean, I did hear that with Bond in particular, like 30% of the last Bond's revenue came from uh, international or, 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 or overseas. So Bond in particular is a film that does well overseas. But someone said it like, what's they're probably going to wind up doing with Mulan, Disney will. They're going to drop it and then drop it again in China later on. And I don't know, they could always do that, you know. Uh, I would say today it's going to be a little harder to do, especially with, again, with all due respect to China, but it's publicized your intellectual property stance. So it's not going to be like, you know, they're not going to get a bootleg version. Well, what do you mean? Of the movie. Right. So, you know. Well, the real version. They'll get it later on, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think the numbers will be dwindled because it'll be out for so long. Someone's going to do a bootleg. Oh, so they'll get, so they'll get, less, get less revenue, you're saying. Yeah. Or whatnot. Not to mention, I honestly think that, imagine, again, let's let's think as the new, what's the gentleman's name at Disney? Who, Bob, uh, not not Bob. Uh, that's who he. Bob Chapek. Okay. Bob Iger, yeah. Yeah. So imagine you're. It's just like working at a job, right? If you're a, a company, mm-hmm. and you're expecting on revenue from a certain place, or even as a person, you're you work this amount of hours, you're expecting a paycheck, mm-hmm. or a certain sizable paycheck, and if that money isn't there, it kind of w- wastes the time. So I think with these, let's say these balance sheets, the the Chinese and the world market are part of that expectation. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole reason for creating the film. Besides, you know, to entertain people is to reach your reach your goals in terms of income. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see Tony texting us now. He misses us. So shouts out to him. Um Did he really? Yeah. He definitely did. And uh, I'm actually going to put this live on the show, Tony Stark Jr. Um, you actually weaseled out 
of your showdown with Mike. So we, we find this incredibly convenient. <coughs> Definitely weasel it out. As I told him and, on the... Uh, I'm actually going to put this slide. <laughs> Definitely weasel it out. As I told him on the show, I'm mean in the car, that uh, I'm pretty much undefeated when it comes to these debates, so he knows it. So And, um, and we had a few with... Uh, Sandy Cheeks with us, and she agreed with me the majority of the time. I had a feeling that would happen. I was, I was actually curious to witness that in person. <laughs> yeah, she definitely agreed with me the majority of the time, especially when it comes to um, you know him want to date women and and take them out, but still act like it's their fault when they want more and stuff like that. So, and um, on this show, Mental Theater, which we're on right now. Um, we're also talking about, um, well, that, the Bob Iger, you know, dismissal as well. And um, we're talking about uh, Star Wars, right? And the whole thing with the new novels and how the novels are changing the movies. And two things came out. One about the whole thing that uh, Palpatine was or is a clone from Rise of Skywalker. And did you see the other one about the kiss between Ray and um, Ben? I did not. Okay, so apparently the novels have now said the kiss was not romantic, and the, interesting. Yeah, the kiss was more of a friendly relief that they actually defeated the emperor, and that they had, and that he saved her life. As he actually have a have a forced connection, but it wasn't a romantic kiss whatsoever. To be fair, that's actually how I took it in the film. Really? Because I I know. Everyone was trying to play up the Raylo. Yeah. Because that's what the fans wanted. But right. I remember the studio specifically trying to prevent that from happening. Right. And they even created it in the uh, plot to keep, let's say, Ray and Finn apart, too, because they were growing closer in terms of Daisy Ridley and John Boyega in person. Yeah. So they just want to remove romance from the entire ensemble. Yeah. So the second movie, Finn was like off somewhere. And they did that. They did that very much intentionally. Did you? Because I've been following John Boyega for a while. Yeah. So you could tell he was like, "Yo, what's this about?" Yeah. And the second movie with the Chinese girl, I remember that. Um, but um, I don't know. See, watching the movie, I saw the best romantic kiss or whatever. Interesting. It, it didn't seem like some. I would say for me, it was like a, a like a toe in water of past platonic. Like, there's a platonic, but then it goes a little bit further. Right. So you didn't see that? I mean, I actually thought it was more of a, let's say, romantic connection when they did their forced connection. Because to me, those moments were a lot more intimate so and intense. You, so how did you feel about um, the um, the Palpatine clone situation? Uh, in terms of cloning and the, the science and technology of cloning, it does make sense. Because mm-hmm. usually... Uh, let's say if someone has cancer and they're cloned, their cancer cells are always going to be cloned. So even even though you have a new vessel, let's say, it's eventually going to die. Right. And we we also do have to remember that Palpatine himself is a very advanced uh, force user, let's say. Mm-hmm. So apparently when you're, I guess, your consciousness goes into another host that's not capable of handling that many midichlorians, let's say. Right, but when you saw the movie, <clears throat> again, it seemed like they're changing it to kind of, you know, retcon. Oh, they're definitely retcon. I, I de- don't disagree with that at all. Okay, gotcha. I, I guess I'm uh, at the stage of acceptance. 
with Star Wars. Right. What they do. Got yeah. Me. Okay. It, it, it makes sense. I think Kennedy still got to go. I think they just need some fresh blood and get a new story and just go for it, you know, with that. And, and, like and that. I think uh, the new boss, the new Bob, let's say. New Bob. We'll call it, new Bob. That's, yeah. I think that's first on his list. Yeah, I do. And I also think that, um, I mean, I am interested in the mm-hmm. whole stories from 400 years ago. Only because I do want to see a young Yoda, and also I like the stories where there's multiple Jedi around and not just one or two and stuff like that, like the the prequels and stuff like that. And then Old Republic, that I mean, I never played the game, but I did see some videos. So I, I probably will go back and play when I have more time. Right. But those, let's say that uh, time period, look very interesting. So I think they could do a lot with that. They could do a lot with that. So I'm interested in those stories, you know overall because it'd be like I said, to me it'd be interesting to see like we're all jedi but mm. we're, of course we're still dealing with some sort of probably sith you know situation because i'm sure they've been fighting for many 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 years right but just to see that there's a hierarchy of the jedi and where was yoda at the hierarchy at that time and stuff like that and and you know how it all came about and it's crazy to see how the old republic even going to the prequels there was 200 jedi down to just you know, Ben <laughs> at some point and then Ray. Exactly. Later on. So. And then uh you get also see some new powers that may have been lost. Yeah. That's true. That's definitely true. And moving forward, um first impressions of the Batman. Uh oh, yeah. Reeves the Batman. Because apparently you and uh Tony Stark Jr. didn't like the, the bat suit or the motorcycle. Um The suit is okay. The cycle I don't like in the car. I I think I could see where he's going with it, but I don't know. I like the bigger car. So, what do you think? I mean, it looks very, uh, very practical. So yeah. in terms of trying to make it more real. Yeah. And I, I'd be interested to see how that looks on screen in context. Yeah, I mean, to Tony's point, and I'm not a Twilight fan. And I think Robert Pattinson is a good actor. I do have my reserves. I think he could do as good as Batman. People always forget playing Batman is really playing two parts or whatever, just like Spider Man or um, Superman. Superman, yeah. So I think he can actually be a good Batman and a good fighter and stuff like that. I don't know how much I will buy the Bruce Wayne aspect though for him yet. So I feel like the Bruce Wayne is going to be the easy part for him. Really? Oh yeah. You don't think he he doesn't scream billionaire playboy to you? Um, because huh. I I would uh, wager that the ladies certainly think so. Let's think. I mean, okay. I guess what I mean is I see him fighting as Batman doing the stunts, but not the parts. Where he has to like go talk to um, Commissioner Gordon and stuff like that. As, like those part I as Batman, buy. as Batman, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> like just not not fighting, but like just say having conversations or whatever like that. For some reason, that part is weird, but I wouldn't buy that as much for some reason. I don't think I will, but I, I'll see later on. Well, I guess what kind of conversations? <clears throat> like you know what he's on the roof and like yeah, I, I I got a trail on the Joker or whoever. He's down there. I gotta figure this whole thing out. Blah blah blah. Whatever like that. Like you know what you call it? what he did was put that great spell on the voice. Um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. 
Because I didn't think, I, I wouldn't think he could have sold it really as much, but that's what he did to make him sell it. So he seemed more intimidating by using that voice. I think he'll use the same type of voice. You think so? Or they might do the uh, Ben Affleck and use a voice modulator. We'll, we'll see. We have no idea what the vision is yet. Yeah, that, that's going to be what it's about. Yeah, you're right. He probably did Bruce Wayne well. Because, um, you know, when I go back to it, I don't think Bell was a good Bruce Wayne. I think he was a much better Batman overall. Excuse me? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't think he was the best Bruce Wayne. I think he was a much better Batman. I never really saw <clears throat> that billionaire playboy-esque from him in those movies. So when he arrived. A little, bit, a little bit in Batman Begins, but after that, not 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 at all. So in The Dark Knight, the yeah. best one of all, when he arrives in the helicopter. Really? I forgot about that part, actually. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just never seen him as smooth for some reason. I don't know. It's and weird. I thought he captured it incredibly well because even in the comics and the cartoon, because you have to play, you know, two essentially two people, he was able to illustrate Christian Bale specifically the uh, dichotomous relationship that he had with himself that he had to put on a show to be the billionaire playboy, even though that's not who maybe he really they just was. didn't show it enough in those movies for me i mean that's fair and i think that was also the point as well because yeah. it, it was more about other things yeah because they didn't show him having lots of dinner parties or or being at wayne tower um i mean uh, um you know the office and stuff like that as much um, and it was probably because of rachel because the only time we really see bruce was through alfred and rachel's eyes and yeah. and fox basically and fox. Yeah, yeah 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 so I, I felt like that was different where i felt like they did it more in the older batman movies um, the the Keaton ones, stuff the like Clooney. That. Yeah, well, not Clooney. That was trash. But the um, <laughs> the uh, even though turns out that was the highest salary that Arnold Schwarzenegger ever made for a movie was playing Mister Freeze. Actually, hey Mike, I have a question. Yeah, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> the Ice Age. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone, <laughs> chill. <laughs> Wait, so how much did he get? I think it was like twenty million or something like that, twenty something million. But that was his highest salary he ever made. That's why he did it because it was like like his highest he ever made for a movie. That massive, that massive action star. He he only made twenty. Yeah, at that time people wanted to make a twenty million dollar movie a lot. Interesting. Stuff. Okay. Was, um, yeah, he made more from that than he did from T two or yeah. Even on the back end, I don't know what he got for back end on T two. I'm sure Cameron got most of the back end for T2. No, Cameron does. But most of the things, right? Yeah, but are true lies or all the different things, whatever like that. So that's kind of why he um, why he did it. But this was too uh, cartoonish or whatever. But I thought Val Kilmer was a really good Bruce Wayne. Not so much a good Batman, though. But I thought he was a really good Bruce Bruce Wayne. So That's fair. It's that kind of dichotomy that has to happen. It's like the same thing with Spider-Man Peter Parker. Like I think Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker Um you know, so, so far. Especially at number three. No, nah, that's the worst movie of all of them, literally. I don't know why you like that movie. Because of the Venom, really. Huh? His Venom. The guy from that 70s show, his Venom? No, no, no. Well, not Topher, but when it goes on to Peter. Oh, okay. Oh, the black suit. I love that Peter. <laughs> that's that's my favorite Peter. The the, the cocky Peter? <laughs> that Gwen Stacy chick in that movie was bad, though. Oh, so. You mean MJ? No, remember he was dancing with the blonde that's Gwen Stacy and um and Spider Man three inside the bar, the restaurant, and we went on a date. He had like a, he had like a he broke up with MJ and he had a date with the blonde. Interesting. 
I remember. Okay, I didn't put the names together until just now, so thank you. Yeah. I do remember the blonde though. Yeah, that's Gwen Stacy. Yeah, in that in that movie, and then they made her a prominent role in the the, the um the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. They made Gwen Stacy the love interest instead of MJ, MJ and stuff like that. Um, Emma Stone, right? Emma Stone, yeah, Spider Gwen. <laughs> um, and moving forward, um. So I want to talk about typecasting or whatever, since we are talking about Robert Pattinson. Yes, please. And this has become a big topic among us, even in our other uh, chat, other show. Um, so well, how do you feel about typecasting? Do you think it exists or no? No, It definitely exists, but I think it only exists due to the lack of imagination of moviegoers. Okay. I mean, literally the thesis the philosophy of entertainment in general, especially movies, is suspend your disbelief. Correct. So if you can't even do that, I mean, I, and it really is completely subjective. So imagine you you love a, a film or a show or whatever, and you really love that show. Sometimes you might not be able to let that character, that actor, be someone else because that's how much you love them in that role. So yeah. you made the conscious decision, oh, you're just going to be that for me. Right, like I'm, how many people did that for RDJ? Yeah, but he was a phenomenal actor before, so I can compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did definitely do it for him um, a lot, probably more than anybody else in the whole uh, MCU. You know, overall, um, and um, you know, this came because we were talking about the uh, Robert Pattinson playing Batman, and Tony, our other member of Mental Theater, was can't get over the fact he was Edward in Twilight movies, which has been now ten years ago or more. And stuff, and he's done several things since then, and several, let's say, quirky projects that pushed him as an actor, and he grew a lot. So I can't wait to see him in Tenet. Oh, can't wait! And especially in Batman. So right, exactly. So I think it's not fair to the actors, even though we can't help what we see. But it's not fair to the actors when we only see them as this one particular role, as if they don't have acting chops or can do anything else. You know. Overall. Even though I feel you feel that way about Thor and Hemsworth, well, I don't think he has acting chops, so that's a different story. Ish, but <laughs> but but no, but I seriously don't think it's not fair to them to just say they're only pigeonholed to this one project and that's that's who they are and that's it. Like you know, um, and this is why they get upset when you start calling them these people ten years later after they've done these projects and stuff like that in real life. Yeah, in, in, in real life or whatever. Even when John said the other show, shouts out to John, but when he said, "I'm always see." Amari as ghost, no matter what, and Chadwick as Black Panther, and Chad. Oh, he did say that too. Yeah, and I again, I and Chadwick was phenomenal before Black Panther. Jackie and, Robinson, yeah, Thurgood Marshall. Uh, he played uh, uh, what's his name, the music guy, um, uh, James Brown, right? Uh, yeah, and 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 so many other projects that he was in, he was becoming a phenomenal actor. I I, I would hate, I it's crazy. I hate to say this because I, I you know Black Panther was. Wasn't horrible, but I would. But I like what they did with the culture. But I would hate for people, black people. It's a shame that we wanted a black superhero so bad, but now we're pigeonholing this guy as he's only Black Panther to us, no matter what or whatnot. And he was probably on his way to kind of Oscar consideration as an actor and whatnot. But if we only see him as that, like he's never going to get back to that the accolade, you know. That's a, that's big facts. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's sometimes the risk in joining a massive franchise. Right, which is why I think Michael B. <clears throat> actually said, I, I, I got you for this, but that's it. He's going on to do now Just Mercy. He's got like eight 
projects in the works right now or whatever like that. Like he didn't sign up for five, for several movies to be Killmonger, right, and whatnot because he didn't want to be. I'm only Killmonger and whatnot. So yeah. he's got you know movies for other actors. He's got he got ones coming out with I think Antonio Banderas. I don't know who it is, but he's got several things going on. Where with Marvel, it's a it's a it's a not Marvel, but people, the stuff in general. It's a uh, double edged sword, right? You kind of like. Um, I got these. I got, I'm signed up for six movies, so I know I got six movies I'm gonna get paid from. Exactly, and I think a perfect representation of this, and I guess my my argument would be Daniel Craig. Yes. Now, for a lot of people who aren't moviegoers, they're only gonna see him as James Bond. Oh, there goes the guy who plays Bond. There goes Bond, right? Yeah. And to be fair, that's kind of the part of being Bond. You're, mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan said it best. You're always going to be Bond, and that's a that's a cool, right? Uh, let's say tux to wear, right? In society wise, however, Daniel Craig is an incredible actor, as we saw in Knives Out, yeah, and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. They actually mirrored each other, right? I, and I love that he's a great detective. Yeah, yeah he is. And then, um, and speaking of that, which also showed Chris Evans. Who stepped outside of his Captain America role? Exactly. And I thought the first thing he did was smart for was being an ensemble instead of being a part of a lead and a and a, and a phenomenal movie. So I think right now we're already not we're not forgetting his cap, but you can see he can do other things and whatnot. And for some reason, and I don't know. If, and I said this too. And it's unfortunately, within our black culture, because we're both black people, we are the ones who more keep our actors in a certain box and say, nah, you're ghost, bro. No, you're Black Panther. Like That's you, right. You, you, and uh, luckily, we didn't do that with Chris Tucker. Right. He could have just been Smokey. Because the, what's his name? The gentleman, Tiny, the actor, he's always going to be Debo. Right. Tiny Zeus, uh, Lester. Yeah, he's always going to be Debo and whatnot. So yeah, you could, you could just be that. And we are the ones who, who, who tend to do that. Like, you know, you don't see a lot of white People talking about a ca- actor in a movie from twenty years ago, and like, yeah, that that that's 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 Joe. No, he's been in eighteen other roles since then. You know, he's several other things. So it's a um a shame with that. But what dimes out? Yeah, that was that the detail in that movie. I, I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> yeah, what well, what was great? Did, did you see the ending coming earlier? No, uh, did catch your guard? No, no, I definitely saw it. <coughs> you saw it when at, at the restaurant. No, I definitely saw it before then because you can tell again and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but you could tell from the beginning that she uh, was uh, was her was her uh, name the uh, the the uh, the nurse the nurse yeah I forget her name right now you could tell that she was more involved than she admit right even before we learned about her throw up condition which is pretty right. a pretty cool lie detector I like that um but you you could just tell. And you could also tell by the lack of seeing Chris Evans uh, that he had a pivotal role. Right. And the more the movie went on, the more that we needed to hear from him. Right. Okay. And then the fact that it all came together, like he, again, he was definitely perceived as a jerk. Yeah. And the fact that he would help her so easily. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. I mean, that, I thought that ensemble was so good. Fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Don Johnson. Who's the guy from the bat from Superman? Batman, I mean Superman, the, the villain. Uh, yeah, uh, Man of Steel. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I forget his name, but but that guy in that role is so different, but he's so he's still so good, you know, in that. And and then of course Daniel Craig and Lakeith Stanfield playing a detective, um, which I thought was really really good. So yeah, Knives Out is just that was last year 2019 is definitely in my top five, you know, overall. 
I could definitely see that. Yeah, can we see it again? And moving forward with this particular show, uh, we wanted to talk about speaking of Superman. Thoughts on <laughs> Segway King? <but laughs> Superman. Thoughts on Henry Cavill possibly playing Wolverine? Now that would be interesting. Um, he obviously has the physique to do it, and it'd be interesting how they go. In that direction, I feel like with, let's say, uh, Sophie Turner's Dark Phoenix version of X-Men, it makes a lot of sense, demographically, especially with the success of The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see it. I mean, he got the physique, obviously. I mean, actually, he's actually too big for comic book Wolverine, but I think we got over that once Hugh Jackman played Wolverine for so long. So Wait, how big was comic book Wolverine? Like 5'4". He's very, very small. Yeah. When Hugh, No, I literally did not know that. Wow. When Hugh Jackman was casted in 2000 for Wolverine, comic book fans had an uproar because Hugh Jackman's 6'2". And they were like, Wolverine's, you know. I would prefer my Wolverine to be over six feet. Per- yeah. Personally, it just makes more sense. Yeah. So... But Wolverine, even if you go back and play the games, he's very uh, diminutive. Muxy Bowles, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he gets low and comes up with his claws. Like, that's what he always did and stuff like that. So, um, comic. That, that is his move, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so comic book fans were the uproar. But now, since we had Hugh Jackman at 6'2 for 20 years, basically, I feel like the fans are fine, you know, getting a guy who's taller and stuff like that. So that's fine. Um, Unless you guys want Tom Cruise, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything got to be comic book accurate overall. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you know, overall. So that, that's fine. But I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that he can do it. I'm, I'm curious overall for um, X-Men and MCU, just how they're going to do it, how they're going to explain it. Are they going to start from the beginning, start in the middle? And, you know, not to switch gears, but I want them to finally do Cyclops justice because he's never been done good in any of the actual movies and whatnot. I feel like he's always been given a backseat to Wolverine and other characters. Really? Yeah. Well, if you go back to the, even the cartoon or the comic books, Wolverine, I mean, Cyclops was the leader of the X-Men. He, to me, he's definitely the leader, and he's the Captain America of the X-Men. That's how I look at him. But I think they kind of play him. They don't give him enough time. Because if he has a leader, he should, he should get more screen time, I feel like, as an X-Men. Not a Wolverine movie. Okay. But an X-Men movie. He should get more screen time. He he was a you know he was a good strategist. He was a good fighter, actually. Um a lot of different things, and it kind of you know made him such a, of a background character. And then, if you remember the original ones, they killed him off after in the beginning of X three when he went to find Jean Grey, and then she kind of dark phoenix to him and stuff like that, which never actually happened. So it's just like they felt like they had no use for the Cyclops character. Maybe he doesn't play well on screen, but I wish somebody can come and write a better version of the Cyclops character, only because he was so prominent in the cartoons and the comic books and stuff like that. So it just feels like they haven't done him pretty much well. That's yeah, that that's a great point. I guess I never looked at it that way, only because when you have the supreme trust of Charles Xavier, you're definitely in charge. So I always viewed him as the leader. Now I think you're absolutely right in terms of the plot because he was Jean Grey's love interest. Right. So that kind of took away from th- some things. And anytime Wolverine's on screen, he's always going to own the sh- own the scene yeah he, he owns the scene so we're like or especially storm shout out to Halle Berry. yeah and i don't even think like when the when the cop when the comics and the and the and the um and the, and the uh because you know wolverine and gene they went on to have you know um they they they, they, they i think they're you know a baby and a future and all this stuff. like it's a lot with them 
And I think if they, they kind of killed him off, right? And then made, well, not Wolverine, I'm talking Cyclops and Jean. They had kids together, all sorts of stuff. But it kind of killed him off in the movies and then made Wolverine her prominent love interest and whatnot, as if Cyclops never existed. So it wasn't really kind of comic, you know, equal. And then in the newer movies, when they show like, they were showing a young X-Men. They had like this this little kid playing Wolverine who couldn't really do much and whatnot. And it just didn't seem like it. What do you mean Cyclops playing Scott? Yeah, play, yeah, playing play Scott. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it just, just didn't just bother me on that. Mm-hmm. But I'm still I'm still dying to see how they do it and what they do with them and the Fantastic Four. So that's like, you know, something for Marvel Phase 5 and to see Thor move forward. And, um, and will he be back in the Avengers and stuff like that? And speaking of Thor... What Thor Love and Thunder, they just finally confirmed Christian Bale will be the villain actually in the movie. And second, I guess, Batman to become a Marvel villain after Michael Keaton, the first of all, Spider Man Homecoming, which is interesting. Like everybody plays Batman becomes a Marvel villain later on and stuff like that. So, interesting. I know. So we'll see Robert Pattinson in about 10 years being a Marvel villain. Well, well Tom Hardy, you could argue that did tie that to director as well. Yeah. In terms of being in, let's say, the Gotham verse, <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you feel about that? Being a villain in the Thor for Love and Thunder, I would have to see the role in the character. Yeah, I know he's going to do great. Yeah, so good. However, because it's Thor and where they're going with, uh, in terms of that direction, in terms of being a more comic relief popcorn flicks. For chicks, <laughs> I can see definitely see him being almost like he could be a combination of a Jeffrey Goldblum character, mm-hmm. like in Ragnarok, in addition to maybe balancing it out, like not like Thanos, but like have, being taken seriously in certain situations, but also being a bit of a comic relief as well. Or he could be a complete badass. Hopefully, right? It's just I'm just curious how they're gonna how they're gonna bring him in. What's the backstory? I'm curious, like, what world is he going to be from? Yeah. And what was he doing when Thanos was doing all of his things? Right. Well, that's always the question about them. That's going to be the question, I think, moving forward with Marvel. What was you doing with Thanos was doing? Thing? Like, when they were in the X-Men Hour, Fantastic Four, where were y'all at? <laughs> you know what I mean? When Thanos was doing this to the world or, you know, it's going to be always the question. They try to kind of retcon, um, you know, uh, Avengers 1 mm. when Loki came down with the um, um, with the aliens, but they showed the, um, the, uh, the ancient one. And Endgame, she was actually helping get rid of them because that was a question at first. Where was Doctor Strange in the in the ancient one at when they, they came through the portals and stuff in, in New York City and whatnot like that? So they kind of show, okay, she was helping. We just didn't know she was helping. So now the same thing to me. Like, where was everybody at when all the stuff was going on and whatnot? Yeah. And you know what's crazy? It's when you have shared worlds, but you do singular movies. That's always been an age-old question in all the comic books. That's still the same question in the cartoons and the movies. If there's this worldwide threat, where the hell is everybody else at? Why is it only one person handling the situation and whatnot? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even in Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, when they had this threat and they tried to say, well, he said, you know, where's Thor? Where's Strange? Where's this person that person? They named three people, and that was it. But there's like... 10 of the 15 people, so why is nobody else there to help or whatever like that? You know what I'm saying? So It's true. Yeah, so that's been the um, the uh, always the thing that, 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 that goes on, but it's hard to keep going shared worlds and the comic book movies like that. But anyway, still look forward to seeing um, him on screen. And um, also excited to see that, um, so with Cavill, not Cavill, yeah, Cavill, um, 
I don't think you can do Bond, bro. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. So that's the first thing I thought about. Like, oh, you're not doing Bond. So maybe he knows something. Maybe it's already in Hardy's hands because Christopher Nolan and him signed a deal that they can't talk about yet. And also, I think that freaking, um, uh, you think Nolan going to do Bond? Hopefully. Okay. He said verbatim, when I feel like I'm needed, I'll do it. And the franchise definitely needs you. And pushing it back, this release, gives him more time to sign on. True. Um, and also, he's, he's he signed off for like three, four seasons of The Witcher or whatever like that. Like, Witcher was very, very popular and stuff. So, I, season two coming out, you know, already about to start filming pretty soon, Yeah, actually. So, with them um, going to The Witcher, um, I guess, school and whatnot. Really? Yeah, they're going back okay. to the school. He's supposed to train um, the girl. Right, okay. And whatnot, um, <clears throat> on how to be a witcher, but also going to detail his past when he was training and stuff like that, going to the second season. And they're going to pick off, and they're going to pick up right from when, what's the girl named, the, the witch? Um, we're going to pick up right from that battle where she kind of went um, Super Saiyan. Right. And remember, she like burned down everything and whatnot, and they're going to pick up right from there. And I think uh, the dwarves are going to be heavily involved, too. So it should be really, really good. I mean, this is a good show. It's, it's uh, I guess it's a adequate Game of Thrones fantasy replacement, mm-hmm. though it's not quite Game of Thrones right. and whatnot. But I think it's, it's, it's adequate enough, you know, for now. And I'm curious if the the girl he's going to train, his uh, destiny, let's say. Yeah. Uh, if she will have to turn, like do the witcher, I said, I guess witchcraft in order to turn because she's already so powerful, maybe she might not need to turn. But that's the thing. If she does turn, because remember they have like powers too as a witcher, mm-hmm. and then keep her regular powers. Right. How powerful is this girl going to become? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, you but, never but know. She did, but apparently this is game game true to the game he did train her in the game and stuff like that and they show scenes of her training how to fight and all this good stuff and whatnot so i'm uh really excited about that and whatnot the first season was it was confusing at first but when you put it all together it just it just it's just a marvel because how they did that it's just different for tv for tv watching but did you watch it again yeah, I did. Nice, I did, and it just—I I like different things or whatever like that. That—that's what—that's what gets me, something mm. like that. Like, like when you could just not take the status quo and say, "All right, I'm going to put this show together where it finally all comes together about ten episodes in," and you're like, "Oh, okay." That's what you want. You want to hear that? Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's when you know a show or a movie is good, where it's not super predictable. That's true, and I feel like because of the time jumps, we might have discussed this before in our review of it, but I think it was probably designed like that for the bingeability of it. Because if it, imagine if it was weekly, people might be even more confused. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it being bingeable is a good thing. You do wind up binging it hard because of those time jumps, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, and those endings, and the ending. Like, are you kidding me? I, like. When it when it's a great cliffhanger, yeah, but not one that offends you or annoys you, but one's like, oh, I, I have to see what happens next. Like when Brand falls out the That's out the window, test. I have to, I have to see what's next. Yeah, I told you that, that people who didn't watch Game of Thrones, I've probably gotten fifty people to watch Game of Thrones, and I always say when they say I'm not watching that, and it looks like crap. I say, listen, do me a favor, watch the first episode, and if you and if you don't immediately watch the second episode, the show's not for you. And pretty much forty eight out of fifty. 
they had to watch what happened next because of that cliffhanger and whatnot. And I said, I told you. Hmm. I said, they, they were like, yo, I had to keep going. I didn't know what happened and whatnot. And I said, I told you. Because that's what got me. I watched that first episode and I had to watch. Like, I don't know nobody who hasn't, like, if you say if you didn't see the show and you go back to watch Game of Thrones, I don't know anybody who didn't watch the first two episodes together because of the cliffhanger when Bran falls out the window or whatever. So I want to know who came up with that idea. Was that Dan and Dave? Because I'm sure that's not how it is in the in the novels. No, I don't think it is. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have cliffhangers like that. So the way that they developed it for television is brilliant. It is brilliant, especially as a pilot. That, that, that sure, that's how you and your pilot? With the kid in the main family that we just meet falling to his death, or you think his death or whatever, out of a window? like a- After incest. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's what kind of made Game of Thrones what it was because everything was always shocking. Like, And they did it where, again, you don't follow the same story beats. You, you change mm. it up. You have your one of the main kids in the show that you just meet fall out of a window in episode one. You have the main, who you think is the main protagonist, die in episode nine of the first season. And we probably should have seen that coming with Sean Bean. <laughs> yeah, because he always dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, from what I hear, I haven't seen, um, you know, uh, LTR, but um, eventually. I oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but I heard I heard that joke before though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What Spoiler. Did he, what did he die in uh, the first movie? I I'm not gonna give it away. Oh my god. <laughs> That'll be another. Uh, I say watching commentary for <laughs> mental theater. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be good if I watch all three one day and um and uh you know I keep hearing that you know. Um, a Return of the King is literally like one of the best movies of all time and whatnot, and it's just so well done. Oh, it is incredible. And I do know it won like 10 Oscars that year or something like that. So, And the soundtrack as well. Yeah, and the soundtrack as well. So, I, I will admit there's a scene where the king says for Frodo, probably one of the most chilling, gripping scenes that you'll ever see on cinema. So shout yeah. out to Peter Jackson. Yeah, I will have to actually go back and watch all three so that scene will be meaningful to me at first. So is there any reason why you haven't taken the plunge? Um, I think just time, you know, because it's so long, I guess. I mean, we got to remember, back then they were considered incredibly long. Now it's a normal movie. Yeah. So most of the movies are like, yeah, averaging that time now, so that that's the thing. Yeah, and I think this was before my Game of Thrones era times. So I don't think I was as as into it as I was as you know the uh, fantasy genre back then. So this, I feel like you're primed for this. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they have like some sort of an anniversary and go back in the theaters and whatnot. So I've heard that kind of like how they did with Star Wars a couple times. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm actually curious to see what Amazon does with that IP. Yeah. I mean, they paid half a billion dollars for it. And there's a whole show, yeah, regarding this, stuff like that. So. To compete with Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll have to, again, I'll still have to watch the movies, probably understand the IP on Amazon. So, you know, we'll, we'll see about that. Miguel has homework to do. I, I do. I do. One movie at a time. What can I say? But anyway, that is um, our mental theater for the day. The first time back in a few weeks, Josh was on vacation and... He was at weddings and funerals and everything else or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> you know, things happen. But we are back. Luckily, we'll be back with Tony hopefully sometime next week. Um, and perhaps a special guest. And perhaps a special guest, which will be great. Um, also, look for uh, listen to our, our, our upcoming show this Wednesday. 
um, as as well. And uh, we'll be on Podbean and uh, Spotify and uh, Apple iHeart and just listen to us when you can. Thank you for listening. And did you want to, you know, get at Tony in terms of your squabble? Put it on wax? As far as which one? Uh, this year, just your point. About the uh, the the uh, the the review. Wait, which review? The um, his review. Right. Remember that that was the source of the entire his review of the of the, of the restaurant. Exactly. Ah, yes. So so uh, what I can do is that I'll, as of right now, in post editing, I'll play the clip, this uh, clip here that is in the group. Okay. And then you can just start speaking now. Yeah, so we had a squabble about so 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 today Tony and I um, and his wife, shouts out to Sandy, uh, went to a restaurant called Budokan in Atlantic City. It's also in Philadelphia and New York City, New York City so to speak. Tony, who's a huge wrestling fan, uh, wanted to watch the wrestling pay per view tonight, but it's also in Philadelphia, ironically. So Josh said, "Why don't you just go to see the wrestling show and then?" Go to Budokan or vice versa. Go to Budokan and go to wrestling. He said that <clears throat> uh, I don't like Budokan in Philly and whatnot. And then he sent us a a video. And in the video, he literally says, I just left Budokan, Philadelphia, had a great time, enjoyed myself, food was great. So I told him, which I said to him again today, I said, you know, you said one thing and then you said another in your video. So it's contradictory. Um, he said it's our fault because we didn't ask him more questions. But I said, why would we ask you more questions when you're making blanket statements and whatnot? Why would we say, well, what don't you like? Why don't you like it? When you send us a video saying you like it, that's a contradictory statement. Saying he loved it, actually. He loved it and whatnot. So I said, what you do is, this is what you do. You have more stories. <laughs> I said, you have more, your stories have more plot holes than the Rise of Skywalker, is what I told him. I said, that. <laughs> I said that. You freaking say something and then you contradict yourself or is missing something. And then Josh and I will call him on it. And then he brings all the other details that he never told us in the first place to justify the contradictory statement or whatever. And it happens so much. And all you got to do is wait for it. It's like clockwork. If you just wait for it, it'll come. And then he goes to attacking us as people, which really hurts our feelings, Tony. You can't Correct, do that. Tony. You know? I, mean, th- I mean, damn. And then he says, yeah, uh, I don't go to wrestling because I don't like live events. But then he sends a video at a live event. Where he's like, woo! Having a great time at a wrestling Yeah, show. best time of my life. Uh, like, really? <laughs> so it's like, do you not like it or do you like it? And whatnot. So he does this all the time. And then later on in the conversation, <laughs> which is funny because, again, he's waiting for it. It's coming. So I, so me, Tony and I are doing a show, Big Mike and Little Ant. We're also supposed to be doing a podcast and stuff like that. And uh, we got to get some mics and things like that, which, we, uh, which uh, we haven't gotten yet. But then he got on Josh about... Uh, what was it spending money on? What was it? On the mics. On the mics and stuff. No, no, no. He said something about if I want something, I just get it and whatnot. You can't be cheap about it or something like that. Oh, because he was because he asked the question because my question was you know because there's different mics because I had to do the research for my own you know mics and the budgets that I could have. So I was like, what what is your budget range that you can spend on mics and I can put you point you in the right direction. Right. Because you're not gonna. I use a scenario. You're not gonna you know, try to sell a, or suggest a Ferrari for someone who has a Camry budget. This doesn't make any sense. Right. And then 
he says later on, you know, I'm the type, you know, you can't be frugal with money. You got to live life. If I really want something, I just get it. And I said, so you really don't want us to do the show because if you would have had the mic by now if that's the case. So once again, it's a contradictory statement. And again, just wait for it. It's like clockwork. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So, Tony, we need you here, even though you weasel out of it today. <laughs> but we need you here to explain yourself <laughs> on next week's mental theater. And that's all. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Josh, I got a special request, man. So I'm scrolling through Podbeans, through my I Knew You Radio, scrolling through um, Poetic Charm, and I don't have nothing to listen to. I'm in my car driving. Bro, you are slacking on the content. You said you interviewed 12 people, and I didn't hear an interview yet. So come on, man. I'm a fan, yo. So I'm about to start revolting, all right? So give me some fan service. Just make up a, uh, something to listen to. I don't care. Just make a coming soon thing. Oh, man, I got this person I interviewed, that person I interviewed. You guys are going to love it. Oh, just wait. Stay tuned. You know, I should have it something for you in about a week. But come on, bro. Throw me a bone.